what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Leadership GPS, insightful conversations about leadership and what it takes to be successful in today's rapidly changing organizations. Hello and welcome to Leadership GPS. This is our discussion show here on TheMesh.TV where we talk about leadership development, we talk about leadership practices and ideas, things to help those that either are currently in leadership positions to be stronger leaders or maybe someone who's looking to grow in their organization or in their role and become a future leader. With me, uh, my partner in crime, my cohort, my father, uh, Tony Jackson. Hey, son. How you doing? Good. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Dad, while, while we're sitting here together, yes. the father-son thing, uh, being the day that it is today, I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't mention my mother's birthday, your wife's birthday, uh, with us just being right here on the same table. It seems kind of odd that we wouldn't at least mention it and give her an online uh, shout out for her, her birthday. You didn't uh, remember it was her oh, birthday, shoot. right? It's her birthday today. Are you serious? Yes. All right. So all of the oh. internet community uh, <laughs> help rem- remind my father that today is uh, my mother's birthday. So. Actually, I did remember. I do remember. Uh, she is now officially as old as I am. Yes. I had her beat by 30 days exactly. And uh, she plays that 30 days up just enormously over the years as being younger than me, that that 30 day period. So now we're on par level. She's just as old and decrepit and achy as I am. Oh boy. (laughs) For the record, that was Tony saying that, not, not me. I'm, I think my mother's still very young looking and vibrant and as ever. So, well, I I do too. She's young looking, she's pretty and vivacious, but she's achy. (laughs) All right. Achy may be. I see that side. All right. Well, happy birthday, Mom. So I hope you have a great day and a great weekend. So, All right. So, Dad, I guess talking about – it's probably a good segue. Talking, <laughs> about, our, talking about my mother, yes. someone who's very, very likable. Yes. Um, so now we're getting to a question talking about likability when it comes to leadership. Mm. And this is a question I know you and I have had some offline conversations about it. And I know something we tend to struggle with a little bit. And I think we, you work with probably some people where you have to deal with this and, and work with them on this issue as well. A lot, yeah. You think about – great leaders, you think about people you've always heard of, you know, there's always that old adage that it's more important to be respected yep. than it is to be liked. As a leader. You're As a leader. Yeah. Yeah. Some mm-hmm. of the best leaders are people that, you know, were not really well liked, but they were well respected for what they did. But we, we've kind of come into a culture now where I think the whole likability thing is probably a little more supercharged. I think people are a little more aware of leaders wanting or feeling like they should be likable. So my question to you, because you do work with a lot of people on developing leadership skills. Do you think it's more important to be respected than liked? Or is the likability still something that has to be in the mix as well? Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> That's all for Leadership GPS. <laughs> Tune in next time. Right. <laughs> so, let, me, let me tell you, this has plagued me lately, yeah. Alan. And I know we, we selected this topic, which we're, we're calling leadership and the other L word, mm-hmm. uh, the likability. And it's plagued me recently because I've always been an adherent of the fact that, yeah, it's better to be respected than liked as a leader because too much likability tends to curry favor with people and you make decisions on what you think might be best only for them rather than where the goal is and the mission is that you need to get to and those types of things. And sometimes it causes you to play favorites and all that stuff. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about leadership on the national level, military leadership, football mm-hmm. teams. Or anything. I'm talking about day-to-day practical leadership with people right up against you, visible all day long that you work with in a department or in an organization mm-hmm. or a company. Okay? okay. That's what we're talking about. Sure. That's that's real leadership, and and if a good leader is a person who moves others to be different, think differently, act differently. Right. Hopefully, 
in a positive direction towards a common goal, set of values, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if those things don't happen, then it's not a good leader. Now, let's back up. Let me tell you about a couple examples that I've run into just recently in my individual practice of uh, leadership consultation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And by the way, I think I need to clarify for you and the audience out there that I try to minimize or if, if ever use the word leadership um, when I'm talking about the, this context that I am now about leadership consultation. I try to not to use the word leadership coach. Right. Coach to me is a very, very valuable position to hold and helpful. But you know what? It's not for the guy from the outside that pops in and talks to people every now and then to be a coach. Mm -hmm. That's somebody on the sidelines every day watching the plays develop, being able to pull the players off to the side and say, okay, good, but, you know, or let's try this. That didn't work. Why did you do that? And seeing the action unfold every day. That's kind of the one-up leader's position in an organization, supervising the work of another leader at another level. Okay, That's coaching. And that's what it right. should be. Most people don't do it, quite honestly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They coach by default, and it's usually disciplinary, and uh, that's not a good thing. But So I'll use the term consultations, and that's what I typically do with people is people who want to grow in their leadership skills, who are new to a new leadership position or that organization as a leader, or sometimes who have gotten off track. It's kind of a rehab case. Those are the people that I work with from time to time about leadership consultations. Okay? Sure. Got it. Now, a couple of those that I've run into just recently have, have kept me awake at night. Okay. And I'll give you an example of one just mostly really because it's fresh in my mind. There's a person in an organization, fairly good-sized organization, who has been charged with changing the culture, shifting the culture of a, another organization, a, a, a kind of a subset of the large organization, another mm-hmm. facility, from where it's been, the very traditional organization, delivering the type of service and care that it has for years, the way it has, but it's not modernized itself in terms of delivery of service, delivery of care. And this person's been brought in because of a rich history of doing just that and a strong history of competency mm-hmm. in her background and her technical skills and basically to do what's needed to be done in this organization. Okay. Brought in with a real specific purpose yeah. to help help bring this culture right. along. And, you know, okay. and it was acknowledged to everybody in the organization, and she was given a position to do that. She's full-time doing this. She's in a... Uh, assistant uh, director type of uh, administrator role. And right now she's extraordinarily frustrated, as are the people in that organization she's trying to move along. Okay, They're changing dynamics. They're changing systems. They're changing expectations. They're changing the culture over time. And mm-hmm. she's right on track to do that. And yet what's getting in the way right now and what's causing that not to happen is that people are resisting something. Okay. About this whole process. Mm-hmm. The first thing we thought about was, well, maybe they're resisting the fact that they just don't want to change. They don't want to let go sure. of what I've been doing the way we've been doing it for all these years. It's a common complaint we hear about. A typical challenge a yep. lot of people face, yep. absolutely. But you know what? The picture, the, the, the end goal, the picture, the vision that's out there for what this organization is to transform itself into over time, in fact, over the next couple of years, is absolutely very positive, very sure. alluring. And when you talk to the staff in that organization or the other managers in that organization, they said, oh, yeah, I have no problem with that. Okay. So they see the end goal. They yeah. like the end goal. Yep. But it's the whole getting from A to B, the, tra- the change process well, maybe rubbing some people wrong. Maybe, but okay. not really. That's what we found out. Right. That's what we thought might be the case, mm-hmm. just letting go of what has been. Okay, mm-hmm. And that's something we run into frequently. But what we have found out lately is that it's not the process of change towards that good goal, that good vision down the road that people are resisting. It's the person who's asking them to make those changes. Hmm. And in fact, when I interviewed one person 
And I said, what? what's getting in the way? Why, mm-hmm. are, why are you going to human resources to complain about things, about this topic? As our, in fact, there's a whole petition written. And a lot of people marched to HR about this. And this one person simply said, I don't like her. We don't like her. Hmm. And the person they were talking about was this person charged with moving them right. as an organization. So the person's brought in with a specific task and a specific skill set that's really geared for where the organization wants to go. Yep. Trying to do something within the organization. But now people are resisting, not because of what they're trying to get done. Yep. It's because they just don't like the person. In this case, yes. Right. And they were very articulate about that. And you know what? I, I believe them. Because if you're around this person, this quasi-leader that's been charged with this long enough, there are some behaviors that this person exhibits that's, that's hard to like. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. So it raises this whole question about what, what is important in terms of moving an organization forward, accomplishing its goals, getting in track and getting aligned with its values and vision, or just simply shifting a culture. What is it that yeah. that's, it really is most important? Well, I've done some research, and there's some studies that have been done about this whole issue of likability and okay. leadership. All right. I would, I'm coming to the conclusion that I'm not sure it's really possible to be a good leader, positive leader, the way I define it, mm-hmm. without having some degree of likability by most of the people that you're trying to work with. Okay, so you're saying you think your personal belief right now is there's got to be some level of likability. So not to be a hundred percent. That's right. And it doesn't have to be to every single person in your team, every single that's attribute, right. but there's that's gotta right. be some ounce of likability. That's right. Okay. That's right. Mainly because, you know, if we use the maxim that leadership is really leadership is influencing people to move in a direction from where they are now. Right. And hopefully that's a positive direction. In this particular example I'm talking about is towards this transformation of this culture. All right. To a totally different type of organizational structure. And I've never found it to be true that a person is able to influence people positively, where they have a choice to be influenced mm-hmm. or not, mm-hmm. right, to comply or not, without some degree of likability. Now, it might be that degree of likability is just simply tolerance. Mm-hmm. You don't, you're not presenting to me anything I dislike well, that I, I hate. Yeah. It's just okay, you know. You don't get my absence way. of dislike. Yeah. maybe could be just as just tolerable. as just as uh, tolerable as as whether I really That's like right. the person. That's exactly right. In okay. other words, it's what kind of what, do our behaviors as a likable or unlikable person get in the way of the processes we're trying to make happen? Are there certain to me likability is such a broad term as well? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of ways you could define whether you like somebody. I mean, yep. it's such a a broad uh, term to use anyway. Are there specific attributes or things that you feel like really contribute the most to that likability factor? I mean, what is it when we say we like somebody, especially in a leadership position, what is it we're talking about most of the time? Uh, let me give you a whole slew of things, but mm-hmm. in two categories, first of all, right? Okay. Now, you tell me what's not to like about these terms, first of all, mm-hmm. as I read them out. I'm going to read them out, and you you interrupt me at any point and say, oh, no, no I don't like that at all. Okay. I dare you. All okay. Right. Kindness? Nope, I don't like kindness. Get out of here. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Kindness, mm-hmm. infectious smile, mm-hmm. sense of humor, okay. easy going, mm-hmm. easy to talk with, mm-hmm. makes you feel good, okay. genuine, warm, honest, inviting, authentic, believable, humble, good listener, great ideas, open, responsive, respectful, positive, polite. Sure. Those sure. are really nice, great attributes. I mean, yeah. I think any one of those 
is something somebody would relate to and, and, and sure. appreciate and enjoy. Can you think of anybody uh, other than your dad who has all those traits? Well, I mean, and me. But well, yeah, well, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah, and his, uh-huh. and his uh, sky on there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but anybody besides the two of us that has all those traits? Yeah, no, no we have no, to search. Our, okay, not yeah, offhand. Just the two no. of us. That's right. <laughs> all right, but no, I'm not finished. I just gave you okay. the first category. Okay, sure. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, but when you really drill down and start looking at what makes a difference as likability person, or as a person who's liked in a workplace, there really it boils down to about four components. Okay, really, this is the, the components of likability that affect positive outcomes in a in a workplace. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think anyway. Sure. And this has been replicated by others. It's not original thinking on my part. Uh, friendliness, which mm-hmm. encompasses a lot of those other sure, a lot of those characteristics, exist, right? kind of group under there. Realness. Realness, yeah, authenticity so of the not person, fake, not coming not off fake. as plasticky or kind of yeah. giving canned responses on everything. Yeah, and that's you know the person I was working with just recently, the, the leader who was struggling with this whole issue. When I talked to her and said, you know what, you really need to work to get some more likability mm-hmm. in your presence in the organization. She said, what? I have to get them to like me. Mm-hmm. Said, how can I do that with being phony about it? Mm-hmm. And we had to work on that. You know? Yeah. And because for her to become all suddenly likable, it will be phony. Sure. So it's got to be a repetition of likable behaviors over a period of time for people yeah. to believe him. Right? Okay. So friendliness and realness or authenticity. Mm-hmm. The third one is empathy. Mm-hmm. That's is where a leader needs to not be apart from the people they're trying yeah. to lead, but a part of the people. Well, that, that one right away, that stands out probably the most of the three you've read so far. I mean, to me, I almost feel like you could, you could do away with the friendliness to some degree. The friendliness mm-hmm. could be a little minimized. Yeah. If you knew that the empathy was there, you can be a somewhat cold, not as verbal, not as humorous person. But as long as you can show empathy to your employees, I think that probably jumps out more. And empathy to me is not a soppy term. Mm -hmm. It is not. It's not just dripping with goodness type Mm -hmm. of thing. But empathy to me means kind of getting in their skin. Mm -hmm. It really means insightful into the person. Sure. Understanding where they're coming from and why they're coming from there. Right. It means also, though, remembering to do the nice things mm-hmm. towards a person that you're being empathetic with. For example, not so recently, but, but memorable, I worked with a person one time who was just, even in the, the session I had with this guy, he came in and he was just in a foul, foul mood. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, just, it was just almost brittle. And this is not like him. And I finally confronted him with him. I said, George, I call him George. Because that was his name. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said, George, <laughs> I said, what's going on with you? Mm-hmm. He said, oh, nothing I need to get into. It's not even work related. I said, that's fine. What's happening? Because you're not yourself this morning. And sure. I'm sure this is showing to your staff. Yeah. He said, he just laughed. He said, yeah, I know it is. They've already told me. But mm-hmm. they're coming to me. He said, what's wrong with you today? Yeah. That type of thing. And the word spreads around. Don't get near him today. All right. And he happened to tell me that he had just found out that his spouse had cancer. Mm-hmm. And he was still in that anger stage, you know, sure. and just ticked off about it. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was carrying that around. Well, things changed at that point. All of a sudden, getting from the standpoint of a consultant to him saying, okay, but the behaviors you're exhibiting are not good as a leader and so on. So get over it. Can't do it anymore. Yeah. To be empathetic, I'd say, oh, my gosh, George. Right. I understand, you know. You How could of, you feel any other way? It's putting priorities in the right place That's exactly when there's right. more of a human human issue in, involved. That's so, exactly right. right. Mm-hmm. And it's knowing even on a day-to-day basis, somebody who seems a little distracted on their job at work, it might be because they have a sick child at home. And they sure. don't know how to balance that. Right. Know? But just brushing it over and say, okay, well, it should be better tomorrow, whatever. That type of it's not being empathetic. Well, and I, I tend to think, too, or we're talking about this empathetic aspect here. 
if you think about leaders many, many years down the road, you think about old bosses, uh, past leaders that you've had. Yeah. I guarantee you someone who has a good smile and a good sense of humor, that's nice. But what you're going to remember about a good boss is that they actually sat down and showed me that they cared about a personal situation I was going through or uh-huh. they listened or were helpful in that area. Yep. I think that's really just going to stand out more. And I think somebody could look back and say, I liked that boss because of that. And they probably didn't judge you. You didn't have the sense that they were judging you because right. you had that going on in your sure. life or whatever. So, you know, the empathy yeah. thing, I think of the three you've met and mentioned, yeah. that's definitely the one that jumps out the most at me. Well, just to kind of wrap that up about empathy, Maya Angelou, you know, the great mm. poet, you know, and wonderful author and everything once said, and I know this has been heard by a lot of people. She said, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Yep. That's right. Okay, so, that's a likability thing. That's empathetic. Now, the fourth one, I have to mention the fourth one. Oh, okay, sure, yeah. okay. And that's the realness. All right, realness. Let me, let me highlight. I thought we already mentioned realness. Did we really? Yeah, I think realness was number two. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Well, on your list, let You're, me get back to my other yeah, list. Yeah, relevance. Relevance. I knew there it was an go. R word. Yes. Okay. Friendliness, realness, empathy, and relevance. All right. All right, so explain relevance to me. I don't understand that one. Well, Relevance is is your ability, a leader's ability to connect with people's interests and wants, needs, desires, whatever okay. outside their own. Relevant. I'm relevant. Making my words to you relevant to where you're, where you are, and where you're coming so from. So instead it's of just talking, talking almost instead of talking globally about something, that's it's right. being able to relate something to a person. Absolutely. Say, okay, this is how this affects your job. Yep. This is how you can play a role in this, right. this project. That's right. Okay, got it. It's very much like uh, understanding the dynamics of change when mm-hmm. you try to evoke change. People, I was once asked not too long ago by a, a wonderful leader of a large company in our area uh, to make a speech to mm-hmm. their several hundred employees at their annual employee meeting. And I asked her, I said, okay, great. I'd be happy to do that. I'd like to be on stage. And what do you want me to talk about? And she said, embracing change. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm not going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And she was incredulous about it. And she said, why not? I said, because I don't think all the change that you want people to, to embrace is embraceable. Mm-hmm. I said, let me talk about how you tolerate change and live through it. Mm-hmm. All right. So what I did during that point, I, and I made my, a lot of my remarks to the leadership of this organization in the, in the earshot of all these hundreds of employees out there. Mm-hmm. And I told the leaders, I said, you know, if you're asking these hundreds of people over here to change the way they do their job, mm-hmm. something they've gotten competent at, feel good about, capable of doing all this sort of stuff. I said, remember, you've always got to answer two questions up front in order for people to wrap their arms around that change and not necessarily embrace it, but to tolerate it and, and change well. Okay. And those two f- questions were why? Mm-hmm. And how? Now, the why is understandable. Why do we have to change? Why is this necessary? Why is this being done? But the how is it takes a little explanation. You have to explain to people how this is going to affect you personally and how it's going to look when it all gets in place. Okay. Mm -hmm. That how it's going to affect you is, to me, creating a sense of relevance. It's saying, I know where you're coming from. I know Mm -hmm. what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. I know where you're coming from. Let me plug it into that. Let me plug into that. Okay. That's relevance. That's relevance. And you get that by being in, in contact with people a lot, mm-hmm. by sharing mutual interests and valuing that person for them as a the person as well as a performer. Okay? Sure. Right. That's where you get relevance from. So looking back at those four kind of categories of the, the likeness, yep. I guess, uh, help refresh my memory. I know we've got realness. Yep. Uh, we've got um, empathy. Yep. We've got relevance. Yep. 
And then the first one was friendliness. friendliness. That's right. Friendliness. Okay. So those four kind of categories, a lot of people, when they hear the word likability or like, they think more about the friendliness side. That's the one that stands out more because it's more the visual. It's more the smiles, the sense of humor, the hey, buddy, slap you on the back type of thing. Mm -hmm. But we're we're saying that's just one element of likability. You can still be likable. Even if you may not be the friendliest person, overly in the world. friendly. That's right. right. As long as you're empathetic yep. and can make it relevant to what we're yeah. talking about, and not be fake. Well, so here, here's here's the deal. Yeah. I, I would be proud to have, if I'm in a leadership position, to have people that report to me like my directness, mm-hmm. like the fact that they know I'm going to never just shoot them a line. Yep. To look good in their eyes, I'm sure. going to tell it like it is. I want them to know exactly where I'm coming from. I want them to appreciate and like the fact that I'm the type of person that will say, you know, I want to help you be successful in your work, but you're not right now. Right. And I want you to get on track and I sure. want you to be, you know, I want to be a part of that. Okay. Cause I think that's a likable set of statements or behaviors, that type of thing, but not that they're always liked in terms of I'm hearing it. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't like to be told that I'm not doing my job, but I like the way that you do it. Sure. All right. right. Like yeah, they, don't have to, they don't have to like the words coming out of the mouth. That's right. It's just as long as it's being told directly. That's right. Honestly. And it's, it's the kind of feedback they need to have to improve. That's right. That's good. I'm working with another manager in another organization, totally different organization, but she is so focused on her own likability and friendliness that it paralyzes her in order to, to make good, healthy decisions with her people that work for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she apologizes if she has to, say something critical to an employee. She apologizes if somebody, if she approaches somebody and say, could you do such and such? And they say, I really can't get to it. And she said, well, okay, don't worry about it. I, you know, I, I know you're busy. I'll do it for you. Yeah. She's more focused on trying to be liked yes. and friendly that it paralyzes her from being a good leader. So well, that's extremes. Yeah, absolutely. And let's, what we're going to do is take a quick break. When we come mm-hmm. back, I want to dig into that a little bit deeper because I think we've got two polar opposites of possible leaders out mm-hmm. there that have to contend with this likability thing. Mm-hmm. One is what you just described. Someone who focuses so much on likability right. instead of being a good leader. Yep. And then I want to talk a little bit about the people out there that are just not naturally likable people, Oh my God. but yet could still be good leaders and what they may want to try to do to be seen as better leaders in that area. So Mm -hmm. let's talk about those kind of two dynamics when we get back from the break here. You're listening to Leadership GPS with Alan Jackson and Tony Jackson, both from the Jackson Group, and uh, we'll be back in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by the Jackson Group, a consulting and survey services firm working with organizations for over 35 years. The Jackson Group helps clients gauge, understand, and help improve employee and customer satisfaction, as well as market perception and community awareness using a wide variety of survey methodologies. For more information about the Jackson Group, please visit their website at www.thejacksongroup.com. Welcome back to Leadership GPS. We're talking about the other L word besides leadership. We're talking about likability talking about the idea of what it means to be a likable leader and is it even necessary. Uh, I'm Alan Jackson, again, with Tony Jackson, my father, talking about leadership and likability today. Yep. And uh, before we get in back into our conversation, just a reminder to everybody, uh, you're listening to Leadership GPS on TheMesh.tv. TheMesh.tv is our online podcast network. We've got, uh, gosh, we've got over a dozen shows going on on a regular basis all available through iTunes or through our website, which is themesh.tv. Uh, you can go online, listen to back episodes, download, subscribe. 
Uh, you can use iTunes to do that. You can go through Windows Phone uh, media players. You can go through Stitcher Radio and listen to it. A lot of different options there. Just go to themesh.tv. You'll see all the information about the network. And you can even go back and listen to old episodes of any show, but in particular here with Leadership GPS, go back and listen to some of the conversations we've had over the past couple of years about leadership in general. Uh, some great varied topics. Uh, hopefully it'll be something that would be helpful to you uh, to download and listen to. So, Dad, coming back to our conversation about likability, uh, before the break, we talked a little bit about a scenario you had where someone was maybe going a little overboard on the likability side of things. Yep. They're, they're trying too hard to be liked mm-hmm. to the detriment of being a leader. Yep. And I've got plenty of examples of people I've known like that as well, mm-hmm. where they think it's more important for their employees to like them and appreciate the way they handle things as opposed to just being a good, solid leader. Yeah. flies yeah. a little bit in the face of what you were talking about with the, the realness and the relevance and making and kind of giving people direction on things. Sometimes if you try to be too friendly, yep. it could actually be a detriment there. So Yeah, and the signs when you can spot that in a person are pretty clear. I mean, we've all seen them. Uh, it's a person who prefaces requests being made of staff around them with an apology. Yeah. I'm sorry to have to ask you to do this, but, yeah. you know, if you can't do this, it's okay. Yeah, it's you okay. Know, I, 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 I can try I, to do I, it if, I can you, if you don't have time. They're not good at passing the negative messages down from the organization to staff. I know yeah. we want to talk about that in the future. I think sure. that would be a great episode, in fact. Yes. But, you know, how does a good, effective leader support decisions or changes that are being made to their staff with which they don't personally agree? Mm-hmm. A person who focuses too much on their likability with staff doesn't do that well. They apologize for it. They say, I don't know why they're having to do this. You <laughs> yeah, know, I'm just, so sorry. Yeah, yeah I'm so just, sorry. Don't yeah. look to me. It's them. I'm just, yeah. I'm just a messenger. We'll do our best to get through this. That's and, right. Yeah, right. And they'll, they'll overextend it. They'll do all the niceties of the parties and the favors and the things like that. And that's, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But they do it to curry favor with people. Yeah. You know, look how nice I was to you. I had a person the other day that she is as sour as she can be, and she's not a likable person, but she's in a management role, and she just was incredulous. She said, Tony, I'm doing everything I can to get them to like me. You know, I said, well, like what? And she said, I bought a cake the other day, you know, <laughs> and with my own money, mm-hmm. and I spent $23 on that cake, and not a single person said, thank you. I'm not. I'm never going to get them a cake again. Just right. like you know, so, <laughs> she's yeah. off track. Yeah. but you know, these people are using the spot. Okay, yeah. so that's it, one extreme. So, so what? What can we tell those people? You know, if, if if you feel like maybe you're listening to this podcast right now and you're maybe thinking to yourself, okay, maybe I do a little bit of that. I've actually heard myself say those phrases mm-hmm. that that Tony just recited. The mm-hmm. "I'm sorry, but if you have time, I'd really appreciate it." Type of thing. Mm-hmm. What? Being apologetic about being a leader. Right. What, what should they try to do? What, what's some things that maybe they can walk away with to try to just be aware of that they're doing and how it could be impacting their leadership capabilities? Yeah. 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 Well, I, and I think that falls in two categories because what you're really talking about is not changing a personality. You're displaying a personality type a different way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because we're after the same thing. Sure. The good person who goes to extremes wants to be liked because they think that's a way to be a better leader. What we know is – Lockability doesn't hurt your capacity to be a good leader. In fact, it probably helps it. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay. Can do no harm. Yes. So between there, you're not trying to change who the person is. They're just trying to display the right behaviors more consistently 
that may lead to that likability or whatever it may be. Right? So, so we're so, not talking about at all that people should stop trying to be likable because obviously no. there is some value to sure. there. It doesn't hurt the process, but yep. you've got to have something to back it up and you've got to have the right That's leadership right. things behind it. And I think what you need to do is pave the groundwork. You need to do the right behavior. Some things are, you might say, gimmicking. That's, that's fine. But you know what? I mean, it goes back, to, I guess, if I had encapsulated, Alan, the right formula for being a likable but effective leader, a mm-hmm. likably effective leader. Maybe that's the right term. Okay. Likably effective leader. The, okay. How do you pronounce that? L-E-L. Lil? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever. You, know. you and the acronyms. I know. You got to always throw an acronym in there. That's because I can't remember longer words. Now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that age, just like your mother now. Okay. So... <laughs> Let me, let me talk about some of those behaviors that a person could employ, whether they're gimmicky or not, doesn't matter at sure. this point. But it, they can be encapsulated under this thing called PAVER, which is the acronym that I use about being mm-hmm. a good leader. It means positive, being positive in things, okay. positivism, accessibility. People can get to you without fear. Mm-hmm. Okay, They can find you. Right. Visibility, okay. which simply means that person's in tune with me. That's the empathetic thing. They're out here seeing what we do. Sure. All right. The enthusiastic, that's the E, enthusiasm. You know, as you recall, I've always tried to tell you guys, my sons and daughters, that that's one daughter. That's right. I only have yeah, one you daughter. only have one daughter. one daughter and two sons. Unless okay. there's others I'm not aware of. I'm not aware. I do get a lot of Father's Day cards, but that's a different story. That's right. Okay. Um, but one thing I've always tried to tell you all, you know, if I have one thing to leave to you guys, I want it to be my enthusiasm, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because I don't think anything great has ever been accomplished. And some of them may be much better than I ever said this, but... Most good things happen because somebody's enthusiastic about it. True. All right. Yeah. So that's the E part. But our part is responsive. All right. Taking care of things, stepping up to the plate, doing what we say we're going to do. That's authentic as well. What you see is what you get. Now, paver is the positivism, accessibility, visibility, enthusiasm, and responsiveness. Okay. Right. I'll okay. come back and give you some specific behaviors about how to do those in a moment. All right. So let's let's go back to the example of the person who focus so much on the friendliness and the outward display of, of likability, yep. but maybe isn't carrying through with everything else behind the scenes possibly. Mm-hmm. When you read out that acronym, the paver, the only thing I see out of that, that it seems like that kind of example person is doing is possibly they're visible yeah, and maybe they're showing some level of enthusiasm to some degree, but it's possibly. kind of a misguided enthusiasm. It's, it's not enthusiasm. Gooey, gooey the, enthusiasm. It's not enthusiasm yeah. for the, the mission or goals of the organization. It's more, I want to make you guys happy. I want to be your friend type of thing. Yeah, yeah you're a cheerleader of that likability right. factor. You know. But, you know, employees see, they see right through that, I think, after a while. Or at least they get so used to it that they start to take advantage of it. Yep. Um, I've seen a lot of situations where you've got that really, really friendly boss mm-hmm. who will bend over backwards for you and bring in the cakes and all this stuff and be apologetic for any time they ask you to do something. Yep. Those are the ones that really get trampled in the long run because employees just get used to thinking – well, gosh, if this person brings another project to my table, I'm going to kind of sigh a little bit and yeah. act like it's a little overloading to me. And that manager is going to say, oh, okay, well, never mind. I'll take it off your plate or I'll get somebody else to do it. Mm-hmm. So they can kind of help control their own destiny with that job. And I think that uh, I think those are the ones that get taken advantage of pretty pretty. People regularly. can spot phoniness. There's yeah. no doubt about it. And I'm thinking of right now a person who is in a high-profile position in an organization who is more focused on looking good to everybody, mm-hmm. you know? And yet the way he comes across is so phony mm-hmm. that when you speak to him and he's like, yeah, yeah, I understand. Good, good, good to see you. He could care less. Yeah. And you know that. It's almost like that bank teller smile, you know. Right. Thank you. Have a nice day. And mm-hmm. when they say, get out of here. So I can, yeah. you know, and the smile goes away once you're out of there. You know, that's 
real integrity, Alan, you know, what comes through with people is integrity of the person. Mm-hmm. And that, that's part of that factor about being real that we talked about. The integrity that stands behind you, uh, your own likability and guarantees that it's authentic. Uh, real integrity is doing the right thing, what somebody once said, doing the right thing, but knowing that nobody's going to know whether you did it or not. Hmm. It doesn't like stop that. you from doing the right thing. That's right. Yeah. You don't care who gets the credit, in other words, yeah. right? So it, it's, it's one of those things where if we try to employ a lot of techniques and skills but do it ingenuously, it's going to be spotted. I tend to look at in a phrase I always like to remind myself is kind of playing for the long game. Mm-hmm. It's, there's ways to get instant gratification on things. There's ways to get that feedback from your employees that they appreciated the cake you brought in or they appreciated you letting them leave early to go home or whatever it may be. Those are nice little short-term, quick little fixes. Yep. But it, you got to be playing for the long game. The long game is you're showing integrity. You're showing all the background, all the backbone behind that leadership besides just the friendliness so that 20 yep. years from now, somebody can look back at that experience working for you and say, not only were they somebody I liked, yep. but they really helped move us forward. And we really, they really challenged us. They really got us on board with this project or mission or whatever it may be. Yep. And you know, it's not the kind of things you're going to see day to day all the time. And sometimes you are doing the things that nobody else is going to see yeah. that you're doing. But I think you got to have that longer game in mind as far as what yeah. you're trying to do as a leader, even if it means on certain days you're not the most friendly or most likable person Outgoing in the world. or whatever. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. True. But, you know, somewhere that image of you about having that likability factor has to be established. Mm-hmm. It has to be established. It can't be a surprise to people because that's when they sus- become suspect of it. You know? So if you just all of a sudden flip a switch and all yeah. of a sudden you're Mr. Nice yeah, Guy right. joking all the time. Hanging all day, like, yeah. what's going on? Why is yeah. he doing that? Yeah. Well, then let's flip to the other example I want to ask about. Let's say you're someone that is just not someone people would call a friendly or likable person. Yep. Okay. Yep. But you are a very effective strategist and you're good with you know, planning and project and managing resources and you know how to instruct people and, and, and delegate things, mm-hmm. but you're just not likable. By your definition, you're saying that that person can still be a good leader. They may not be the most effective leader in the world because they don't have that likability factor. It may be harder for people to buy into what they're trying to do. They're probably better at managing than leading. And that's back to our Mm -hmm. discussion. I know we had an episode about Mm -hmm. the distinction between managing and leading. sounds like this would be a good manager. But if this is someone who's to be in a leadership position and is not terribly likable, what is there anything they can do or are they completely just out of leadership role opportunities? Like they just life? weren't there when the guy gave out likability yeah. factors. Right? I mean, yeah, what do they do? Sure. No, there's some things they can do. Okay. They need to develop certain patterns in terms of their behaviors that people get find predictable about you. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. I can count on him to do such and such. I know he's going to speak truthfully, honestly with us and so on and so forth. All right. Despite how they feel about the message he's sending or that he's got to send that message because of something he's trying to make happen. Okay, mm-hmm. It's the way a person comes across. It's what we're talking about. Right. You can't be offensive to people in that. For example, way back in time, I sat in and monitor, observed a department head meeting, management meeting, led by a vice president or a senior vice president. There's probably 80, 90 people in the room. Mm-hmm. I mean, a sloped auditorium, very, very staid, fixed auditorium setup. And this was a time that the, that the senior leadership had the time to dialogue with their directors and managers to help them then carry out the mission of the organization. Mm-hmm. But it really was down on communication. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was all you people, that type of thing, you know, what you got to do, I expect this and so on and so forth. 
There was no engagement of people in that mm-hmm. at all. It was giving orders. Well, lo and behold, in this one that I set in, somebody was late coming to the meeting, okay? Mm-hmm. And it happened to be a manager of social work services in this organization. Mm-hmm. Very nice lady. Sure. Very nice lady, but also polished and effective person. She came in late. She happened to be tied up with a client. Mm-hmm. Came in late, slipped in, sat down. Later, because she was a vocal person, she raised her hand to ask a question or something, something the senior vice president was saying. Sure. And he right then said to her, said, you know what? If you'd come into the meetings on time, you'd know not to ask stupid questions. It's already been answered. Wow. Yeah. So now, his, like, his likability skill just went through the roof at that point, me. right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Everybody said, yeah, way to Yay, go. Awesome. No. <laughs> no, what he did was beat up the person without yeah. even knowing it. You know? She told me after the meeting, I said, gee, that was kind of hard to hear. And she said, I'll never speak up in this meeting again. Mm-hmm. Just like that. What she was really saying is I don't appreciate him very much at all. Yeah. All right? I find it hard for a person to follow willingly towards a better outcome and better goal, better productivity than anything else. A person who is not at least some degree of likability. Okay. So right. how do you do this thing? How, what kind of patterns of behaviors? Well, I mean, they're very simple, and this is not all inclusive, but these are some that come to mind. Sure. The first thing is you do have to come across as a competent person that knows what they're talking about to your folks. Okay. If you're out there and everybody said, what the heck? He doesn't know what he's talking mm-hmm. about. Likeability goes down as well. Okay. Because so it's even, hard to like a dumb person. So even if you're the nicest guy in the world, if you're not showing some oh, degree gee. of competency in your job, That's at right. least letting you people know that you are you know, knowledgeable in this area yeah. and you know what you're doing. People gravitate towards competency. Okay. Competency. All right. And that because that builds confidence from right. them to them. Okay. All right. Got it. All right. So that's that's kind of what it's all about. All right? It's mm-hmm. about competency and performance first. But then the other things, you know, one of the things I find to be in a very endearing trait of likable leaders, a likable, effective leaders, the LELs again, mm-hmm. is they admit fallibility, personal mm-hmm. fallibility. Yep. They admit when they blew it. I they have no qualms about saying, gee, guys, you're right. I, I didn't see it that way. I'm sorry. Right. You know. Uh, thanks for that input. Or, boy, I blew that. You know, you're right. I did say that, and I spoke too soon. I didn't. Admitting fallibility in a healthy way is not beating up yourself in front of others and flagellating yourself in front of others. What it is simply doing is simply saying, "Man, you know, I'm human too." And you know, people are so afraid to admit those mistakes, especially in leadership roles. But you're yeah. right. I mean, it, it, when I hear somebody say, "I missed that one. Yeah, that, that that one did not go as I expected," and I'm sorry. Yep. Uh, or that was my bad, my mistake, and you know we're going to work to rectify it, and I'll take the lead on it. Yeah, that yeah. to me shows so much more of a not only the likability, but just respect in general. Yeah, for somebody, even though our our natural reaction is to think that if we admit a mistake, we all of a sudden get knocked down on respect level, and that's not the case. Yeah. Now, somebody who's messing up every single time they go out and do something, okay, that starts to probably chip away at it, but. You know, those people who can admit those mistakes, I think that's extremely important. And I, I can see how that would affect likability right away. Yeah. Yeah. You don't watch Survivor, do you? You're kidding me. No. Oh, you don't? It's, oh, okay. I don't watch any reality show. Right? I, I only watch anything one. but reality. I, I, only, I only watch one, and that is Survivor. Because yeah, I, I, think, I think Survivor is more of a really interesting organizational development experience experiment than anything else. But even just last night, I'm going to relate this to you on the mistakes thing. So we have a character on, the, on one of the tribes named Philip. And those of you listening to Survivor know exactly no. who I'm talking about. Yeah. So Philip is very 
pompous. He's very arrogant. He's very, I know what's going to happen. I know what's best. I know what's going to happen here. And they get into their challenges and he's the one saying, I'm going to do this. You guys go do this part. I'm going to take on this part because I'm the most athletic so I can handle it. And last night they went through a challenge and spoiler for any of you who are recording it and haven't watched it yet, but they lost their challenge. Philip lost for the team. And it was mainly because of his performance. He Mm. really dropped the ball on it. They get back to the camp. He doesn't say one iota about Hey, guys, I'm sorry. That was my mistake. I really misjudged it. He made all these other excuses and just kind of glossed over it and moved on. And you saw the rest of the tribe completely shut. Not only the likability kept going down for him, but the lack of trust and respect for him as well. So it's there again. If if somebody had come back to that camp and said, guys, I misjudged that. That was really my bad. I'm sorry. I think the respect level would have stayed reasonably high, you know, at that point. I think you're right. So an interesting example, I had to relate it to popular culture somehow for you. He would have still been the person that the rest of the team would have said, well, he can get us through this. He can get us through this next challenge or whatever, even though they don't like the guy. But what would have made him more real and more likable if he did blow it and then came Mm -hmm. back and said, gosh, guys, you know, it's on my shoulders. That's right. You know, that was on me. I've often seen in this show, and there again, I do watch it for a true to see how organizations and teams function. I notice that the people who do come up and admit their mistakes and admit that they really did not perform well in a challenge – very rarely get voted off the truck. Mm-hmm. It's the ones who mess up and don't admit it or don't you know, take accountability for it. Yep. Normally get booted off pretty quick. Well, again, it's isolating themselves from everybody else rather mm-hmm. than being a part of, they're apart from, mm-hmm. you know, and they station themselves. So like I do that. think that's a really a good note yeah. on likability there. Mm-hmm. Well, let me speak to that other behavior trait that somebody who knows that they're not the most likable person. Their behaviors are not the most likable. And let's mm-hmm. put it that way. They're, what we typically don't like are people's behaviors. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Rather than them as a person. Mm-hmm. But because I think there's good in everybody, likable things in everybody, but the behaviors they display are just not likable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not even tolerable in some cases. But one of the ways that you have to, to bridge that gap and build the likability factor for an effective leader who is effective in any other way uh, is, is, <sighs> Since leadership is always about people, you have to focus on the other person rather than yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is a communications thing. It's a competency thing. You know, how can I use that person to be successful in this? And how can I bring that person along? Even when you're in conversation with a person, mm-hmm. asking the person a lot more questions, uh, getting to where they're coming from, understanding mm-hmm. that helps that authenticity, but also that, that insight into the person, that relevance about where they are. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you can speak to that, that empathetic view by asking questions to the person. Well, tell me more about that. Oh, really? Sure. What happened then? Man, that was, that must've been a great feeling. Good for you. All those are focused on you types of things and dialogue. Okay. Mm-hmm. You cannot lose by doing that as long as it's getting you the information you want and you need, mm-hmm. but it's also at the same time building up that factor amongst them that, Gee, he really thinks highly of me. Yeah. And I like somebody that thinks highly of me. Sure. That's what happens. Okay. Okay. That can happen. The other thing, still related to communications, I, I think the effective, likable leader is the person who can use with ease a lot of the personalized language in things. Mm-hmm. And they use the feeling type of language in dialogue with people. Okay. Well, how'd that make you feel? What, what did that bring out? Oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah. Well, I can see that. You know, and, and willing to say that I'm in a bad mood today, and this is I'm sorry about that, but this is this is kind of where I am. You know, this mm-hmm. is what happened. Mm-hmm. That candor, openness, candor. Okay. and the personalized language all fit together. I would much rather know that a person I can believe out front what a person is telling me. Mm-hmm. That's a likable person to me because of their style of communication. I can believe them without having to try to figure out what 
where are they getting at? Right. Why is that going? That's sure. not trusting. All right. Yep. Absolutely. And if I'm having to read too much between the lines and dig too much out and I say, what's wrong with you? And, they, and then they say, oh, nothing, nothing mm-hmm. at all, you know, just, you know, whatever. And by their short and curtains so on and so forth, that leads me to just questions more sure. than anything else. Absolutely. I like a person that is open and candid with me. Okay. So what I'm hearing so far, Dad, is, and I'm trying to give some hope to those people out there that are <laughs> either in leadership roles or expected to be leaders or maybe hoping to be a leader one day, but are just not the most outgoing, cheery, smile on their face, bouncing off the wall type of person. Okay. Mm-hmm. Trying to give them some, some glimmer of hope. And the things you've mentioned, I think are things that they can grab onto. Yep. It sounds like to me that even if a guy is not the one that's great sense of humor and chatty with everybody and smile on his face all the time. Yep. If that person though, can be direct, honest, have good candid feedback or dialogue with their employees yep. and just not put up a front, but be as direct and honest as possible on things and admit their fallibility and admit their fallibility mm-hmm. on things. So that's a part of honesty as mm-hmm. well. Yep. True honesty yep. with people. Yep. They've got a good shot at being a really good, strong leader, even if they don't have those, what we typically see as likeness, likability, that's right. outward that's factors. Right. But those things that you mentioned are factors that contribute to an image of a person as likable. Sure. People don't find them offensive right. because there's nothing to be offended about, right. about the person. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And it may be likability is just tolerance mm-hmm. and non, nothing getting in the way. You know? But, but in, in order for employees to tolerate you, you still got to make sure you've got that honesty and that directness and mm-hmm. that empathy and candor mm-hmm. on things. If you don't have those, yep. then – you're leading yourself to a lot of questions about trust and confusion and people can't read you and yep. all those other things. And then if you're not a, a likable person to begin with, that's kind of a recipe for disaster. Right. So let me give you one other factor that mm-hmm. I think can contribute to the effective likable leader. Okay. And again, the likable part doesn't have to be in there in order to be effective in all situations, but it sure makes the road getting there much easier. Mm-hmm. All right. Humor, a sense of humor, mm-hmm. you know, being around somebody who's direly sour or negative or uh, so focused that they miss the humor in a situation sure, is no fun to be around. True. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, being humorous doesn't mean that you're always cracking a joke. You know, let me tell you what I say that. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. No. <laughs> doesn't mean going out to have a beer with everybody and just yucking it up all the time. Humorous means taking a lighter view of things that could be seen as serious by others. Okay. Okay. There's humor in just about everything. I'll give you a good example. I'm working with a person who has a very demonstrative, intrusive style of communicating with her colleagues, Mm -hmm. other director in this organization. Mm -hmm. So much so that they tune her out the minute she opens her mouth. Wow. And they will literally say that. I stopped listening to her a long time ago. And in fact, in meeting with this person the other day, the person that is loud and profane and everything else, she said, they stopped listening to me before I even start talking. They before they even come to the room. I said, you know this? She said, yeah. I said, doesn't that bother you? Not really, because I'm going to say what I want to say anyway. Mm. And she will interrupt people. She'll overtalk people. And she'll talk loudly in front of people and just bear down. And everybody says that about her. And even when I talk about to another director in that, another part of that organization, and I say, you know, there's a person I'm working with who does these types of things and all that. And she said, I bet I knew who that is because we got somebody we have to deal with like that. Mm-hmm. I said, really? So what do you do when you're around them? I said, I just tune them out. Wow. You know, yeah. they're, they're not easy to listen to. Sure. They're not, you know, well, my counsel to this person that is loud and mm-hmm. abrasive and intrusive in her communications with colleagues, not mm-hmm. staff or anything else, even though she sees her behaviors as being candid, open, mm-hmm. factual, to the point, all right, and energetic in her communications, mm-hmm. all positive things to her. Sure. 
Everybody else see them as intrusive, loud, you know, exclusive of others, you know, interruptive and those types of things, all negative things. Right. So they don't like her way of communicating, even though she thinks, you know, I'm doing fine with that. So yeah. here, here's the thing. I told her the other day, and she said, okay, so what do I do with that? How can I break that? I said, well, don't go in and just all of a sudden be syrupy sweet and nice about everything and all mm-hmm. that. I said, do be polished enough to not interrupt. That's just rude. Sure. You know? Yeah. And if you don't over-talk somebody, when they're talking, you're talking at the same time, don't do that. And so you raise your tone of voice and you win. Don't mm-hmm. do that. Stop. So two things not to do. But other than that, don't try to go in and be just syrupy sweet and not speak your mind and be candid. So but what you have to do is make a little bit of humor about it. Mm-hmm. Go in there and preface your mind. Said, you guys know what you're going to hear from me. You know, you know I'm going to be against this. You know, okay. and I, I'm not going to disappoint you. So here I am. That does put a little bit points. of a different spin on the conversation. Puts a little bit of, takes the edge off. Takes of it. the edge That's off. That's exactly what it is. Because huh. it's simple. Says, I know how you're viewing me. Yeah, and I'm going to play to that. You know, well, I think too. I, I think playing to the, what may be your own faults and even kind of having a little bit of a sense of humor about it or yep. framing those situations like that is great. Uh, another thing for me with sense of humor is I know every time people hear that, they think that they've got to go out and start rehearsing jokes and yeah, memorizing yeah. punchlines. Mm-hmm. It's not that you're right. It, it's when something that could be humorous or lighthearted happens in the workplace. Enjoy it, yeah, revel in it, make, comment on it. Yep. Instead of glossing it over and immediately running on to the next bullet point because or, you don't want to address it. Or you know. dealing with something that's disproportionately negative or disastrous. Because it's not, typically. Right, you know? sure. Right. And it's okay to have that lighter touch to it and, and have a little more fun with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, okay, interesting. So I think the person who struggles with the likability factor may be effective in other ways, but doesn't have that likability factor developed in themselves. Right, right. Can do each of those five things with some regularity. Find humor in situations, mm-hmm. bring the levity to appropriately sure. to a situation. Tell the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the best speakers and most meaningful speakers I ever heard one time was a president, CEO of a company. He got up in front of a banquet for long service employees. And after all this big fanfare of introduction, he simply said to them, said, look, the best thing I can say to you today is tell the truth. Mm-hmm. When you're talking to people, tell the truth. Tell the truth. He said, lies you have to remember. The truth you can forget. All right? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> That's right. It's That's always going to be the true. same. Yeah. So tell the truth is first. Secondly is is be focused on the other person mm-hmm. in, in your dialogue a lot of times. Okay? Because people like that. Mm-hmm. They like to talk about themselves. They like to talk about how they feel about things. Now there's being open and candid, but also personal in your sure. communication. That candor, openness, knowing where people are coming from is a likable factor. So, and, and then listening to the other person. Admit fallibility. Mm-hmm. Right? And as we said, find the humor in situations. Right. So five those are all things, things that somebody can do, even if they're not the most Absolutely. outgoing personality. They're not the what you would typically think is a very high likable person. Yep. And they're not changing their personality. That's true. They're just displaying themselves, displaying another side of themselves. Yeah. That's what they're doing. So what we've kind of summed up here is that you know, likability does have an impact on leadership. Yeah. And even though it's not the most important aspect of leadership, it is something that can definitely help improve a leader's position. And we feel like, you know, it, it would be very, very hard to for a leader to be effective without some level of likability from their staff. And That's team. my position. Yeah. yeah. And again, it's not the determinant factor sure. of profitability, about right. total effective leadership or reaching goals. It, it you know, It's presence or not presence doesn't determine whether that's done or not. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, having the likability factor in there, you have to jump through less hurdles as a leader to get people to follow you. Yep. Okay. If you're a likable type of person. That's a good way of summing it up. So it does help clear the path a little bit for you on getting some things done. That's a good point. All right. So there is hope out there, even if you don't see yourself as a very extremely likable person Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And those of you that are maybe going overboard on the likability, 
let's rein it back and let's focus on what's really important here. Telling the truth, yep. candor, uh, having direct dialogue with somebody and relating to them and being, being personal, responsive being and personal to them mm-hmm. and having a little bit of a light touch on things uh, when, when appropriate yeah. are all things that can be done without having to go sugary sweet and yep. buying cakes and yep. throwing parties every week. Yep. So good. Absolutely. So likability. So we're saying there is mm-hmm. a connection with leadership. Hopefully this yeah. gave some good, good ideas yeah. and advice to people out there uh, looking to work on their own likability or at least evaluate where they may be on that. But you know what? Mm-hmm. Also to acknowledge there's probably tons of people listening out there to this podcast that disagree with this sure I, I and we'd that. love to hear from those folks yep, you know drop a line you know pick up the phone call i was gonna say there's a lot of articles out there saying you know, i've read both the ones that say likability shouldn't be anything in a factor with leadership i've heard others say that it's everything to do with leadership and i think we're kind of we're playing somewhere in the middle we think it's important yeah. just not it's not the most important aspect but it is a good element to have to pave the way for getting things done. Yeah, as Dwight Eisenhower once said, he said, leadership is the art of getting someone else to do something you want done because he wants to do it. And I think that would be hard to do if they didn't like you. That's exactly right. Okay, great. Dad, thanks so much for all your input and time today. We appreciate it as always. I've enjoyed it, son. You did a great job. So Leadership GPS, this is our show. We put out an episode as often as we can talking about different leadership aspects. Again, you can visit themesh.tv to view all of our back episodes. You can play any of those you like. They're all free, free to download, free to play. And uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. There is a contact us form on the website. We welcome you to use. Drop us a note if you've got a question. You've got some feedback on the topic today. Anything else, we'd love to hear from you on that area. Uh, A couple of websites for you as well. The Jackson Group is the company that we both are associated with. TheJacksonGroup.com. That is a company where we conduct satisfaction and engagement surveys for a lot of different organizations, employee, customer, patient satisfaction surveys. And we also do some consulting on those outcomes as well. And then we've got Drive Leadership, which is our leadership development program that Tony's uh, our lead consultant on, working with organizations much like what he's been talking about through this show, working with individuals on helping develop those leadership skills and helping them grow with the organization. And it is an individualized approach that we use in Drive Leadership working with the leaders, taking where they are, where they want to go, and the organization wants to be as a leader, but understands that people learn in different ways, and they're at different points of competency in their leadership skills. So meet people where they are, help them get to where they want to be, and the organization wants to be. Great. That's it. All right. A couple things about some future sessions maybe that we're going to talk about. I know two of them right away stand out to me. uh, I'm taking notes. One of which is that bugaboo all the time, like we mentioned briefly during our podcast, that – what about if you're, if you're a leader of a group, a good, even effective, likable leader, but you're charged with announcing and then implementing unpopular things to your yes. staff yeah. with which you personally disagree? Absolutely. All right. There's an art to that. Okay. And I think it's one worth bringing up and talking I about. I think that bit. sounds like a yeah. good topic there. Absolutely. There's another thing, too, and I know we're going to do an interview with a good friend of ours, but also a, a good leader in his own right. He's a major in the Army. Mm-hmm. Scott Coffey is out in Kentucky right now and serves several tours overseas, a, a great American and, and a good leader who listens to our podcast all the time. It's and he Yes, hi, Scott. <laughs> Major Scott. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to promote him to, like, general. You know, okay, so, sure, right. yeah. For our show, he's general. So. But he does share his pod, our podcast with his troops. Oh, great. You know, Good. his command staff Very there. Nice. But anyway, Scott talked to us one time. He said, I'd like to be interviewed and talk with you about toxic leadership. Ooh. Yeah. 
the bad side, the dark side, the venomous side of leadership sometimes and what the trademarks are when you have a toxic leader. Oh, I think that'd be interesting. That's a couple of good topics we can definitely try to address there. All right. Well, stay tuned for those topics and uh, many more in the future months as we keep plowing ahead on the show. Uh, Thanks again. We welcome your feedback and we'll look forward to talking to you next time. Take care. Thank you. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.